What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Husband and Wife Podcast. I am Corey. I am Alex. And today we are talking about... Our relationship. Oh, boy. But we have a title for it. <laughs> the title of this episode is... Why we waited 10 years to get married. Our Ooh. story. Cheers. Cheers. We are drinking some matcha that I made us. Um, and we're going to talk about our relationship. Mm, let's dive right in. Great. Um, but first, we're going to do Wednesday Wisdom. Wednesday Wisdom. Yeah. What do you got for us? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> Do you remember what mine was? <laughs> oh, uh, no, yeah. I remember. I remember. Okay. Um, my Wednesday wisdom is going out of your normal exercise regimen habits or regimen. So if, what does that mean? If you're someone who's going to yoga all the time, take a hit class. Take a class with weights. Take a strength training class. Something that's going to give you a little, your body a little bit more of a challenge and a difference. And the same goes for if you're doing CrossFit and you're, or weightlifting all the time, hit some mobility once in a while. Mm. Loosen it up. Mm. I, I, hear, I hear people say, you know, in, in yoga, for example, like, I want to be able to do more handstands or inversions. Okay, well, one, practice, but two, strengthen your shoulders a bit more. Um, or people who are just cardio bunnies. like Cardio bunnies? What's a cardio bunny? Have you never heard that term? No. Oh, someone who just like... Only does cardio. Aren't only only okay. does cardio. Yeah, makes sense. Some may say that I am a cardio bunny. Mm. I'm kind of a cardio Yeah, but I've seen you lift. You lift relatively heavy. Yeah, so. yeah but if I'm choosing, I'm probably gonna choose more of a cardio that, yeah, like that's what my because that's what my strength is i know but for reference people when alex and i do a crossfit workout we use the <laughs> same word uh weight yes we do so that's not a little... but it didn't <gasps> Busted. wow rookie dick move rookie what sorry guys gosh yeah um, but we use the same way we work out but i hear what you're saying so constantly yeah. gotta change it up yeah gotta change it up How, gotta have variety gotta have strength and mobility it's gotta play one in one what's mm. your Wednesday wisdom nugget for us. Wednesday wisdom. Oh, man. I forgot what mine was going to be. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, don't skimp out or go for the cheap option when buying products that you're going to be owning for a long time. That's great. Uh, yeah, the best advice I can give for that is if you're looking for a backpack, hey, backpacks are like $25 on Amazon. Sure. However, if you live in New York... And you're going to be wearing that backpack every single day. If it's an everyday item, take a little bit of time, put some thought into it, spend a little bit more money, you're back. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for it. Um, but yeah, just in general, doing research on anything that you're going to be investing in yourself for, uh, highly recommend. Totes. Don't skimp on yourself. Yeah. Um, so the reason why I decided that I wanted to have this episode is because we did, our first introduction episode was about how we moved to New York and how we started our business. But there is story before that, how we started dating, and it's also coming up on our one-year anniversary of our wedding, mm. and people ask all the time, how did you and Corey meet? And I was telling someone the other day of our story, and every time I tell the story, the person I'm telling it to always says, oh my God, that's amazing, you're living a fairy tale yeah <laughs> okay so way back in the day <laughs> um so cory and i started dating in april of 2007 whoa let's travel back in time <laughs> whoa hey dude <laughs> is that what people said in 2007 yeah what's People were saying, what's up? That's when Corey and I started dating. Um, no, so Before the first iPhone came out. That is very true. Before there was even iPhones, people. It was the iPod. It was the iPhone, or the iPod, that's what they're called, because mm -hmm. they're not even a thing anymore. Um, it was the iPod that had the, like, scroll circle. The wheel. The wheel, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't, it, you, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. And it was about the size of a brick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, gosh, I remember those. Anyway, um, so Corey and I met before we started dating, mm-hmm. Obvi. Yeah. We met probably we can get some we can get some fact checks in here, but May twenty fourth, nineteen eighty nine. And for those of you who don't know, I was born May twenty third, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Um, our parents, our dads, used to work together at Gala Winery in Modesto, mm-hmm. so our families were friends. And there are memories that our families have before we were alive, but we're yeah. together. Um, and so there's pictures of you and me when we're younger yeah, together. And there, you and my mom and oh, you no, and it's my not, dad. Yeah. A picture of my dad holding you when you're just a couple days old. A couple days old. So your, from what I understand, your whole family came to visit me in the hospital when I was born. Mm-hmm. And there's, I believe there's a picture of Tiffany holding me. Mm-hmm. Tiffany's Corey's sister in the hospital. Yeah. Um, I grew up in San Diego. So when I was about two, my parents moved to L.A. and then to San Diego um, and our families kind of grew apart because yours were in Northern California and mine was in Southern California. Mm-hmm. But around the time that I was in high school, our family started to like rekindle the relationship. And I remember going to take trips with my dad up to visit you guys. And mm-hmm. even before that, I have memories of coming to my hockey games. I remember coming that. to your hockey yeah. games. I re- I have a very vivid memory of sitting in the ice rink, sitting with your mom. I can't remember how old I was. I was probably 12, maybe 13. And um, watching you play hockey. And we left to go get hot chocolate. And then we came back and chatting with her. Um, It was just her and I. Like, I don't know. Mm. I don't know where my dad was, but (laughs) I, or my mom, but I remember, I remember that. And I remember um, there was another time, it was like right around the time when Casey was getting into golf because you were playing and Casey was just like anything he would hold, he would swing like a golf club. Um, I remember that too, sitting at your hotel. Um, Yeah. Cool. Um, Yeah, so freshman in high school, I was coming to visit you guys. Freshman in college. No, in high school. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Hello. Hello. (laughs) I'm not quite awake. I need this matcha. Drink your matcha. Drink drink more of your matcha. yeah, I remember coming to visit, and that's when we really grew our friendship. Um, we would stay up until very, very late talking and chatting and... Yeah, we have friends. Drinking. Uh, nope. <laughs> yes. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm, I know that my dad knows this because I've told him before, <gasps> but um, yeah. Corey yeah. used to get me drunk. I mean, it didn't take much. You were, where can we um, get this? Back in the day, though, oh. I could, I could, uh, I could drink. <laughs> but I remember, um, I don't remember what we called it, but I feel like there was a code name for like, let's go take a shot. I have. I don't know. D- do you remember that though? It was so long ago. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> That's I'm okay. Sorry. You don't remember. I'm just in beat red. I'm so embarrassed. Oh my gosh! Get over it. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so. So we would stay up, but the important thing was is that we would like stay up very, very late talking with each other yeah. and laughing. And listening laughing to Dane so much. Cook albums. Oh my gosh. So funny. Right. Um, and you were dating someone at the time, yep. and I was dating someone at the time. Mm-hmm. And you and your mom and brother, I think, came to visit us in San Diego a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But over the three or four years of high school, um, our friendship kind of grew totally. stronger. Yeah. Um, but anytime I'd come to Modesto, I just remember us being, staying up so late, just hanging out. Yeah. Um, and Corey was in a band at the time. And so we came to see, oh wait, no. Yeah. We did see a couple of your shows. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward until when I was a senior in high school, still dating someone, uh, you were still dating someone. Mm-hmm. And then I started to kind of realize, all right. I get more excited when Corey calls me than when my boyfriend at the time calls me. I feel like something's off. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I then I was then I wasn't with anyone. And then there was a magical time when we both were single, and it was when the Kinsey affair 
was playing their very first show. Oh, shout out to Chance Johnson. Yeah. LD. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad and er- my sister and I all came up to see your show, and we were hanging out the whole day. Mm. And um, I also have a very vivid memory of we were shopping. I remember there was a time where you and Chance and I were shopping, and uh-huh. you guys were – I remember Chance trying on jeans, and this was when <laughs> – emo boys would wear skinny girl jeans yeah. <laughs> because they were like the right size yeah. and the right tightness and yeah. and I remember him like being like are these too tight <laughs> yeah. um, and then I also remember you and me and Ty at the mall also like looking for things and you like in a playful way like put your arm over my shoulder and we were walking and I remember my heart just like dropped to the floor and I'm surprised my legs were able to step one in front of the other um pretty smooth like that pretty smooth (laughs) um and then we're at your show and you guys are playing it's awesome it's wonderful and you say like I want to like dedicate this next song to Alex and again heart drops legs (laughs) buckle dead and then I ruined it and then he goes and Erica and, and Richard all from people. coming all the way up from San Diego. Thanks, guys. And then, yeah. oh, shucks. Bummer, dude. Um, and then after the show, you we were, like, watching the next band, and there was another moment where you kind of put your arm around me, and, oh. Um, <laughs> and we were driving. I, I drove back with you to your house, mm-hmm. um, and I think I sat in the middle seat. Hey, yeah, you did. Yeah, he had a truck at the time. Very aggressive. Which, I love this truck. Um, still have my truck. Yeah, you still. Still got my truck. <laughs> it's, um, I don't know, it's that, is that called? Bench like seat. a bench seat. Yeah. So um, I, sat I sat in the middle. Um, there was also, I should say, it was just him and I, so I very well could have sat on the yeah. other in the regular seat. Um, but we go and we're hanging out and stuff, and um, we're, again, doing our normal thing of staying up super late and talking and... Then... Then you put the moves on me. Then I put the moves on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you put the moves on me. I was like, oh my gosh, she's yeah. so young. She's five years younger. Yeah, we just... I, I don't remember like if words were exchanged, but um, smooches were exchanged. Lots of smooches exchanged. <laughs> <Hey> <laughs> you. Smooches exchanged. Um, yeah. And then I was still in high school and living in San Diego at the time, so I left. And I maybe call it young, naive, 17-year-old Alex, or maybe call it I knew that this was something bigger than, like, there was a gut intuition, I'm not sure. But leaving you, it was like, oh, I can't freaking wait to see him again, Mm -hmm. and this is amazing, and I know that this isn't the end. Totally. I don't know if if you felt that way or yeah. what your thoughts were about. No, I was very excited. Yeah. I liked you a lot. You were also really young. You were, you, <laughs> you, were, you did say that to me. really th- young. That first night. Five years you're like, younger. You're like, so Whoa. young. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Five no years. Li- no legal limits were crossed. So no. everyone just, you know, easy. <laughs> easy, easy. Yeah. Uh, no, also, if anyone that knows Alex, she's about five years older than I am mentally so <laughs> technically we're the same age technically yeah uh, balances out. no yeah so but you were very mature for your age and I think you just you you see what you want in life and you just gotta go after it and I get what I'm I, so happy I take that you what did. I won't I get what I won't <laughs> yeah um so then what happened we were you... I was living in San Diego <clears throat> finishing high school yeah and then go ahead say it <laughs> Go ahead and say it. <laughs> There's nothing to be embarrassed about, Corey. It's very romantic and very sweet. I'm dying inside. <laughs> You're also peeking the microphone. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm so... Turning red. Then she asked me to go to prom, and I said no. Oh, my no. gosh, you are turning red. <laughs> I'm super... Then she asked me to go to prom, and I said absolutely not. I won't do it. And then, just like she does, she worked her witchcraft and talked me into doing it. And it was just super embarrassing for me, but I did it because I loved her. And it was fun. You had fun. Sure. Oh, you. I had fun. I had had fun with you. I think later you can admit. But looking back at it now, if I was, well, you were 22 at the time. Yeah. Going to prom, like, 
fuck that. Like, I understand why you wouldn't want to go. Totally. Totally. So, that, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I've gotten shit for that. But, you know, here we go. And you know what I say to those? Haters gonna hate. <laughs> hate, 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 hate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were dating. I don't think we really told our parents for a couple of months. Um, but I do remember secretly being on the phone with you and my mom coming in and being like, who are you talking to? Get off the phone. You have to go to sleep. <laughs> it's a school night. Your mom is really relaxed. Yeah, your mom's really relaxed after a while. No, your mom's definitely chilled out, but yeah. Well, I mean, I she you. was being a good mom trying to get her high school daughter to have totally. sleep. Totally. Um, and then I graduated high school and about a week after... <laughs> I moved up to Modesto, where you were living at the time. Well, you were you wanted to go to college yes. to dance for Lori Burney. That's like yes. an important. That's like an important. This is thing. actually I missed a spot. Yes, because that first weekend that we like kissed or decided that we were gonna do like some, each other, like each other, we admitted to each other, whatever. The other reason why I was there was to meet with Lori Burney, the director of the dance program right. at uh, Modesto Junior so College. This wasn't like a premeditated thing you were actually wanting to go to school yeah so I had made the decision to I didn't know what I wanted to do after high school um and your mom suggested hey come live with me in Modesto because there's a great dance program here and I dabbled in dance in high school and she also your sister wasn't living with her at the time and she said like I miss living with a girl come live with me Mm. um and I had no other direction so I said sure why not fuck it (laughs) yeah I mean no I was uh, I was happy that you did so I moved up there, and this is where the, this is where the story gets interesting, and why we have such a unique relationship and storyline is because you and your brother were living with your mom at the time mm-hmm. when I moved in. Right. So. But we moved out very quickly there. We got our own spot. Well, here we are dating for two months. Sure. Long distance. Mm-hmm. And then, bam. Yeah. We're living together. We're living together. But we were, but we weren't. We were under the same roof, yeah. but I had my own room, sure. and it wasn't like our house together. It was very. very well, I was rent- my name was on the on the lease, but yeah, yeah. Um, well, we moved out of that house very shortly thereafter. I think we got a spot with Casey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, w- we went from zero to a hundred right away. Yeah. Which not everyone does. Not everybody does. But I think it, it was just kind of like the natural thing. Yeah, it felt didn't I never th- I never thought anything of it. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah, I was just like oh. Corey and Alex, you know, okay. just kind of the thing. Yeah. yeah. No, we had a, and then we had, yeah, we So lived. then I lived in Modesto for t- three years. Mm-hmm. And then after completing the, what should have been two years at a, a junior college, <laughs> but I just loved dancing there. Um, three years there and knew, okay, then now I need to transfer and thought I wanted to live in Southern California again. So I decided to go to Cal State Fullerton, which is in Orange County. This um, was for your undergrad? Yeah. Yeah. So and, for undergrad, you wanted to, to take off. And you were pretty serious with the band and yeah. didn't want to leave that. And I knew that and respected that. And you also knew and respected that I wanted to continue my education. Yeah, we never were going to get in each other's way. So. Um, but like doing long distance was never even like a question. It was just like, yeah, we can make it work. And people were telling, I remember people telling me like, it's never going to work, dude. Mm. It's not gonna work. I was like, ah, yeah, I don't think it's. I think it's gonna work. <laughs> I can totally make that jump. <laughs> I can totally make it. I can totally make that jump. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's it's yeah, that was a thing. I mean, we should talk about that. Got to date long distance because definitely we did it for almost three years. Yeah, so I lived in Cal State Fullerton for a year. Decided I actually don't want to live in Southern California. Transferred to San Jose State, which is back in Northern California, still not in Modesto, where you were still mm. living at the time. So we did three years long distance. It was tough. It was tough. Um, one of the distances was definitely shorter than the other because San Jose to Modesto was about two and a half hour drive ish, mm-hmm. and then Fullerton to Modesto it's like an was hour and like a half to San Jose. Ninety. Uh, yeah, two hours. Yeah, um, and then Fullerton to San Jose uh, to Modesto was like a yeah. seven hour. I remember drive. I bought a Jetta for five hundred dollars just to go see. It was like a little <laughs> commuter car because yeah. I didn't want to make it in my truck. Yeah. At one point, I had a fifteen passenger van, a <laughs> truck, and a commuter and a, Jetta. Yeah. Oh, and a commuter Jetta. So yeah. yeah. But uh, what would you say were the like the three 
things that kind of made long distance doable. Like if like yeah. if uh, if someone, because I'm sure there may be some people listening there, like how do you do long distance for that yeah. long? Oh yeah, when I tell people that, they're like, "Whoa, three years and three you're years that young! Time. Wow." Yeah. Um, always, always know when you're gonna see each other next. Totally. Always know. So you can put on a calendar. You can put you on the calendar, it. and it's so much easier to say goodbye when it's goodbye. Yeah. I'll see you in x days x months x whatever it is weeks um it makes it so much better because it's you never saying goodbye like oh my god i don't know when i'm gonna see you next yeah well i think also like you wanted to leave and i i mean i very much encouraged you leaving because you were so young (laughs) and i was like i kind of feel like she needs to do her own thing like i don't want to hold you back i never felt held back i know you didn't but like I felt like it was important for you to go do your own thing without me just because you were younger and, you know, I wanted to support that. Also, I was doing music, Mm -hmm. but none of that would have happened if I didn't, like, if we didn't trust each other, like, implicitly. Mm -hmm. And I've always, you know, there's always been a a huge amount of trust, so. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, our relationship started with a friendship and it also started long distance. Like, there was trust built in from the very, very beginning. Yeah. Because we started our relationship long distance and totally. I knew I was never, I never questioned. Yeah. Um, Definitely. So then I was at San Jose State living in San Jose where we were still living apart. Yeah. And I had gotten but, an internship doing film um, mm-hmm. for an advertising agency and was coming off of ACDFA stuff and a documentary I did. So yeah. I was kind of falling in love with film and doing music, music. at the same time. Yeah. And then eventually music kind of, um, I fell more in love with film, Yeah, I think. I mean, they're very linear. So yeah. I was kind of into that uh, as we were doing long distance. And then I decided to make the jump to San Jose. Yeah. Well, yes. You wanted to move to New York. Yes. And then I was like, I want to come with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to hear more about that story, go back to our first episode, episode one, where we talk yeah. about that. Um, we talk about that in like ad, ad nauseum. Oh god. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So you moved into San Jose, and that was ended our three year long distance. Mm. But I think another thing that's important with living long distance is finding different ways to communicate with each other, mm. um, rather than just phone call or text message. Which back in the day, <laughs> when we first were doing, when we first started dating, and I was in San Diego. I remember having a, like, I don't remember what it was called, a flip phone, mm. but it took videos, and I remember us sending little videos to each other. Oh, yeah, we did. It was, like, 10, 15 seconds. Yeah, it was, like, all you could do. All you could do. It was, like, Instagram before Instagram. It was Instagram Whoa. before Instagram. Whoa. Yeah, but again, we folks, send... we've been together since, I mean, I know this is heaven for a lot of couples, <laughs> but for for the age that we are, it's very strange that we've mm-hmm. been, I think we've been dating this long, so. And we were, we've been dating before dating apps were invented. That's true. Damn, I missed out on Tinder. <laughs> Nathan uh, would be like, bitch, you missed out on Grinder." <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so having different ways to communicate with each other, I think is really important. And I also remember us sending letters, letters to each other. Letters, handwritten letters, that's right. Handwritten letters. Handwritten letters. Or little love boxes packages. or packages. Yeah. I think it just... and. Now we're so lucky that we can you can FaceTime with anyone in an instant. Yeah, totally. Um, but finding different ways to communicate with each other, I think, is a really good way to stay connected. So it's not just the same old, I'm going to talk on the phone or, you know. And also just having, almost like having dates with someone, whether it's in FaceTime or on the phone, where you know, like, I'm. it's not going to be a quick phone call to check in. It's going to be, you know, a longer hangout. Which is, I mean, I mean, during the time was sometimes hard for me because I have a zero attention span. And it was hard for me to stay on the phone that Mm -hmm. long. Um, But not impossible. Mm -hmm. You just got to put the effort in. Yeah. To talk to someone you love isn't that hard. Yeah, it shouldn't be. And if it is, then maybe you should rethink (laughs) things. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's that whole cliche of like long distance doesn't work. I think it works if you work it. Kind Mm -hmm. of, I mean, that's good just to kind of keep in line with that philosophy yeah it works if you work it yeah um so i think always knowing when you're going to see someone finding different and unique ways to communicate with each other trust and trust yeah trust Trust. and you we were talking about this earlier and you mentioned um like don't put yourself in shady situations like if 
don't go out to 3 a.m. with the girls or gals. Yeah, don't go <laughs> like, to the club. Hanging I mean, out because, yeah. I mean, every to each their own, everybody's going to have um, different relationships yeah. and different scenarios. But um, some, pe- some people in a relationship might think like, well, why are you, why are you going out till... Yeah you don't have to be a hermit crab but yeah well i think it's too like like you know i got like some of the feedback i got with that like you know was you mean to tell me that your your girlfriend is living at cal state fullerton by herself in her own apartment and like you don't like you trust her i was like yeah dude like i do yeah and then like some people are like that's weird just like when i tell people that your thumbprint unlocks my phone they're like (laughs) what the fuck are you talking about are you serious i've had people be like are you serious that's weird isn't that weird? I'm like, why is that weird? They're like, you let her just look at your phone? I'm like, I don't have anything to hide, dude. Like, and also, I don't need fuck? to look at your phone. Yeah. It's, where's my phone? I need to check the weather. Oh, yeah. Corey, let no, me just I know, check. But and I I've use... had a lot of people be like, that's weird. Oh, I mean, yeah, maybe it's a New York thing. Like, no, it's, it's not. Weird. People say that to me, too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I would love to have some feedback. If anyone has, <laughs> like, an idea of t- as to, like, whether that is weird or not weird, maybe we can do, like, an Instagram it's poll. Weird. It's not weird. It's not weird. Uh, some people think it's weird. I don't think it's weird. I think, yeah, we got nothing to hide. (laughs) Nothing to hide. Um, Yeah, um, this is another thing that I wanted to talk about is why we feel like, um, I don't know how to put it into like a a sentence, but um, why do you think that we've lasted as long as we did? Um, or what do you think if someone is out there looking to have a solid strong relationship yeah what are some things that can help said person well I think the ability to be honest uh, with your significant other is um, I think it's super important Uh, to be vulnerable is important I think as men it's like not cool to cry or have feelings or you know shove stuff down and just kind of eat it but you know inevitably it comes outside of us I think the ability to communicate your feelings Mm -hmm. without um yelling or Mm -hmm. you know being aggressive uh i you know i kind of grew up in a family where they were really loud like Mm -hmm. you know people would yell um so i grew up in a household uh household that that yelled a lot so that's not something i do um but i think and you made that clear in the beginning of our relationship like look i don't yell this is not what i do I don't, this is not what yeah, we're going to I do. I don't have like violent fights. I don't just calmly talk about stuff because I know growing up it kind of sucked <clears> to get yelled at. So I, no one, I, in my mind, you know, yeah. no one should be yelled at. No, no matter what you're feeling. Like, yeah. You can express your feelings without yelling. Yeah. So. And I think that we we don't really argue. We don't really fight. We don't really have... Sure, oh, we, we have, have disagreements. Disagreements. For sure. Of course. We have disagreements, but Hundo. we have disagreements and we lash it out or uh, talk about it in a very healthy way because from the very beginning it was, we're not going to do this. We're not going to yell. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, don't go to don't go to bed angry. That's never a good one. We always try to hash it out or at least like set it on the shelf. <laughs> go to bed. Tell the other person you love them. Wake up ding, 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 mitts can go back on, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, that's kind of a, that's, that's getting a little bit ahead of myself, but I think, uh, some keys for a good relationship are trust. Definitely. Which is hard because, you know, some people are, have been in bad relationships where the trust has kind of been broken. So that's not necessarily their fault if they're not trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the ability to make each other laugh, I think is super important. Very important. Uh, if, if your partner can make you laugh, man, you've hit the, you've hit the jackpot. Mm-hmm. You hit the jackpot. Duh. <laughs> I definitely did. Yeah. No, you make me laugh too. You're a little, <laughs> little dorky. Tank. Yeah. Tank. Um, <laughs> I'm not very good at accepting compliments. <laughs> and oh, no. sometimes Corey is so romantic and so sweet and he'll like look at me or he used to do this all the time, but we don't go out very much anymore. So it's not applicable. But um, when we would go out, when we would come home. He would hug me and look at me and he goes, you were the prettiest girl in the room. I still do that. You still do it. It just, it's not. It's hard to get you to go out anymore. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. No, um, we're super busy. We, we've been, we go out. Yeah. 
uh, that's not the, that's not the point of my story. Mm. The point of my story is that I don't take compliments well. And sometimes when you give me compliments, like saying you're the prettiest, you were the prettiest girl in the room or something, <laughs> I just have to make a really awkward face and be like, ah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I don't know. What do you think? I think being. I think one of the reasons why we have such a strong relationship is because we had a friendship first. Totally. I I think that having you get to know someone differently when you're dating someone, knowing like this is going to be a potential partner for life or this is just a person that I'm enjoying hanging out with and is going to be a friend. Mm. I think there's different ways that you communicate when you're in that. And um, we were really close friends first. Yeah. And, and I think that's why the friendship and the trust was built in. And like I fell in love with you because I knew you as a person – before mm. I knew you as my partner. I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. And I was thinking, I've been thinking about our relationship and the steps that we took and stuff. Um, and I was thinking about the timeline. So we started dating in April, moved in together, together, quote, quotation marks, uh, June, whatever. Oh, yeah. Ju- June. June. And we exchanged I love yous, I think, in August. Yeah, very quickly. Because it was like right before I started school. Yeah. But nothing, nothing felt fast. No, nothing felt, felt fast. very natural. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you just said something, and I wanted to, I wanted to expound on it. Um, oh, um, the and I said, you know, I said, I said this at our wedding, but like, I think that one of the keys for people when you're dating, and especially if you're in a long, long-term relationship, um, is that people change. Mm-hmm. Like the you I started dating. Is a com- that was a completely different person. Yeah. Both physically because of your cell reproduction, probably. But also... <laughs> science. <laughs> I love it. But also, like, I think about the person I was back then, and I'm, like, so far removed from anything that yeah. remotely resembles that person. I mean, you don't have gauges. Your hair isn't dyed like a skunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All of Just those kidding. things are true. Um, but like the ability to like accept people where they're at and change with them and grow with them. Like when we first started dating, I would make steaks for us and now you're a vegan and like, that's cool. Like that's fine with me, you know? And I think that, you know, the seven year itch is like a real thing. Mm -hmm. Um, people break up after seven years. It happens all the time. And I think I, I feel like if you have a little bit of flexibility in your mind state and can kind of give people room. Mm-hmm. to grow that that's a good that's like a good relationship yeah kind of that's a good way to go about being in a relationship because everyone changes everyone goes through things everyone like you know there are things about you i still don't know that i like have to learn mm-hmm. so like what goes along with what being, don't you know about me I don't, I don't know i don't know like there's a lot i don't know about you I don't, i'm sure there's something that you feel some way about something that i don't know that we've never talked about so that kind of coincides yeah. with also don't ever think that you know someone because, yeah. like, once that kind of, I mean, this is so cliche to say, but, like, I'll never know everything about you. Yeah. I want to, but, like, I'll never know all of Because I'm always changing yeah, and growing. Yeah, people are always changing. Yeah, I think that's a good point that, um, I, I think, I, I, he, I feel like I've heard people talk on that about, oh, he's so different now, or, um, he, I just, he's not the person I started dating. Well, no, he's not. Like everybody changes and grows. So being open to growing and changing with your partner and <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Um I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I just started holding her hand and she <laughs> forgot what she was saying. <laughs> oh, so uh, barf. <laughs> I love you. Uh, I love you too. Um no, but th- that's what I was saying. It's just being open to growth and change. Totally. Um, yeah, you have to be. Yeah. Yeah, and and accepting people for where they are. And um, I mean, we give each other a lot of space too. A lot of space. A lot of space. That I think is really, really important. If you're dating someone who has a passion or a side passion or a side hustle or or is artistic something you can't get in the way of that you can't get in the way of that and you have to realize that sometimes they're going to choose that passion or love more other than you and it has nothing to do with them not loving you it just has 
they are trying to do something they're trying to achieve something and instead of getting mad and saying like they're always choosing blank over me it's they're choosing to live their life and they're choosing to explore this passion that they have i'm gonna hop on board next to them and help yeah. Or encourage and support. Yeah, or push from the back of the and boat or whatever it may be. And we have always been very supportive of each other's art and have never gotten in the way of each other's art. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so I think that all kind of goes hand in hand. Also, just like a caveat, this is just for our particular relationship. All relationships are super of different course. and very complex and of very course. complicated. And maybe a lot of what we're saying doesn't make sense for you, and that's okay. We're just yeah. kind of trying to give our perspective on things. So, yeah. All that being said, everyone is different. Everyone is everyone different. Everyone is kind of going through different things at different times. Yeah. And what we're saying may not work for everyone. Yeah. And I think another thing that is specific to us and what, um, why we waited 10 years to get married, um, when I feel like we weren't getting a lot of pressure, but we were getting pressure from some people or maybe not even pressure, just questioning like, well, why aren't you guys I married? I definitely got like people being like, when you're going to make an honest woman out of her, huh? You know, like that whole, but I think that like, that's with like people that are our parents' age. We're kind of like, well, yeah. what, what's, you know, because seven years wasn't long enough. 10 years isn't long enough. Like, yeah. you know, pull the trigger, man. Yeah. But it's like, dude, okay. What? And I think that, it's because we kind of grow up or at least I feel this way growing up at a certain point in your life is when you get married and at a certain point in the relationship is when you get married um but for us because we um whoops sorry um because we had our own passions and our own path we were going on when I was an undergrad I told you don't propose to me when I'm an undergrad because I'm in school to finish school. I don't want to be distracted by anything else. So totally. don't do it. Yeah. And that works for some people to be married when they're in school, but I would not want to do that. Um, and then it was, okay, well now we're, we're moving to New York. So let's focus on that. And then it was, we're just living our lives. Let's focus on that. Totally. And it was something that I really struggled with for a while because I saw people around me getting engaged and I was feeling that it was this point in my life where I was supposed to or I should be at this space. And I remember saying to you things like, well, I just want to start the rest of our lives together. And I don't know what it was that made me realize that it doesn't matter whether I have a piece of jewelry on my finger or I can call you my fiance or husband other than my boyfriend. We can still be together living our lives without that. And nothing is really going to change. It was really Really hard. And I think, I think social media and, um, seeing all your friends get married. And I think that I think I felt, and again, I felt like I was supposed to be at a certain milestone or place or, um, checking off the boxes. Yeah, I felt that way. Yeah, but also, like, I think, like, I mean, I know the way I felt was kind of like, fuck that. Like, yeah. fuck the conventional way of doing things. Like, you know, fuck all that stuff. Yeah. Like, you're with me, you know, and, and it, and it, uh, I've always kind of been committed. So for me, it was kind of like, yeah, and that's what I let's realized. focus on art or whatever it is that we're doing. And or, then we can get married when we're ready. Exactly. Yeah. But it, but it wasn't a never, it was never, oh, I'm ready now. We've been ready. We've been, we knew, I knew that we were going to be together forever when I said I love you in August. Totally. I knew, I knew very early on that I'm done. <laughs> done this though. is, this is it. Right. Um, so it was never about we weren't committed to each other or we weren't, we weren't not ready for it or we were ready for it. It just was, we need to live our own lives. Sure. And yeah. I'd, I know you're committed and I don't need you to say I do to tell me that you're committed. Right. So why why do this now? Why don't we just yeah. wait until, yeah. I don't know, our 10-year yeah. anniversary. Let's <laughs> yeah. do it on the beach on yeah. our 10-year anniversary. And that was perfect. And it was, it was exactly what it needed to be for, yeah. for, for you and I. And it was great. And I know that, and I remember telling my friend this um, after I got engaged and I could tell from our conversations that she was feeling kind of like, well, I just can't wait for my boyfriend to, to propose to me. I just feel like 
now's the time or whatever and, and I told her I said look I've been in your place where I felt like okay it's time I really want this nothing really changes after that like if you guys know that you're committed to each other forever don't rush it you know it's going to happen when it happens it's and it's going to be perfect when it happens it's and it's going to be right when it happens totally. yeah. and i i couldn't ask for anything differently mm. um you're so sweet well <laughs> it's true <laughs> Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, if you have to wait 10 years to get married, wait 10 years to get married. Because it's pretty cool to get married on your 10-year anniversary. That's pretty great, even (laughs) if it is on Thursday. Even if it is on, worth it. Totally. Worth it, worth it, worth it. You don't have to fit in a certain category or do things a certain way. Like, we have never uh, danced to the beat of our own drum. No, we've always always, (laughs) Yeah, that's what I meant to say. We've always danced to the beat of our own drum. Every year is my own drum. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I think that there can be a little bit more freedom and don't worry about, oh, well, it's been, you know, X amount of years now, now's the time where we're supposed to get married or whatever it is. And if you're committed to each other, you're committed to each other. Absolutely. I would agree with that for sure. Yeah. Um, so that, so that completes, that is why we waited. That's why we waited 10 years to get married. It had nothing to do with us not being committed or not ready we just had other things we wanted to do instead. Um, yeah. So that's our that's why we waited 10 years to get married. That's our story. And we're sticking to it. <laughs> Wouldn't ask for anything different. Who could ask for anything more? I could not. I couldn't either. I love you, babe. I love you, too. I love you, babe. Oh, you know what? I forgot there was something else I wanted to say. What? Oh, we're going to do... We're going to do mm-hmm. confessions and... Well, no, I wanted to say um, there was one more point I wanted to make when you're in a long relationship or in a serious relationship marriage dating whatever it may be you were talking about oh Franklin I'm thankful that you're scratching on that but please don't um you were saying you know be honest be open be vulnerable listen have clear communication and also learn that sometimes you just have to let the small things go like it's not worth it to get angry at the small things like sometimes you just have to let it go if they're if the dishes aren't done the way that you want them to be done laundry's not folded the the laundry's not folded yeah we if you were at our wedding guilty you know who likes their clothes folded (laughs) a specific way and it's not me yeah um it's just a you either have to do it yourself because that's the way you want it to be done or have to learn, is it really that important? Is it worth it? What's that? Oh, you're just making that up. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. How do you want to wrap this up? So, now, speaking of making people laugh, <laughs> what has made you laugh the most this week? Uh, what has made me laugh the most this week? You can have a throwback if you want. <laughs> my dream that I woke up laughing to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that was so funny. That was so funny. I woke up the other night <laughs> laughing. And I like was laughing so hard that I woke myself up. <clears throat> yeah, you woke me up too. And I woke Alex up. And then I was like, was I laughing? And she's like, yeah. And then I remembered my dream. And I was in my dream, I was on top of it. I was at the bottom of a sand dune. <laughs> Watching a warthog, a baby on the back of a warthog roll down a sand dune, and then at the very bottom, the baby fell off, and I thought it was hysterical. So random. Right? Fucking melatonin, man. What does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) If anyone knows what that means, (laughs) let me know. I think it was a warthog. It was a giant black pig with a diaper. Oh, the diapered baby. Oh, a diapered baby. The pig wasn't wearing a diaper. It was a diapered baby. But the baby was like, yeah, like riding this pig down the hill. It was crazy. Oh my gosh, that's so random. Yeah, I, he, you were laughing, and it was the middle of the night, and <clears> I <throat> like looked at you and said, "Why are you laughing?" And you, you go, "Oh, you, you could hear that. <laughs> like, you, you weren't laughing to yourself." I thought I was just laughing in my dream. <laughs> that's so funny. So funny. Oh, why did we do that? <laughs> Brains are weird. Yeah. 
fucking brains are weird. Yeah. All right, what about you? What made you laugh? Um, so if you have Netflix and you're into cooking, you have probably seen the show Help Me. What's it called? Chef's Table. Chef's Table. I wanted to say Chopped. <laughs> <laughs> so you've seen, you may have seen Chef's Table. There's some really, really great episodes. There's one about this guy who goes to Patagonia and like smokes and chars all of his food. And I, I didn't watch the full episode because I personally didn't find it crazy, crazy interesting. And it was, uh, anyway. Yeah, it was all meat-based. <clears throat> um, but uh, Tony, our friend Tony, who you know, and he was telling us, oh, I really want his girlfriend, Sarah, I really want Sarah to watch this episode about the, the, the guy who chars everything to shit. And then we were just talking about it and joking. Um, <clears throat> and then Corey goes... <laughs> He's standing up and he goes, oh, I've been making, kind of making fun of this guy. Oh, I've been smoking this. 2,000 pound elk for for 47 weeks. For 47 weeks. I can't wait to try it. And then he pretends like he's picking something up off the table and he's holding his fingers about inches away from me. It's the size of a Slim Jim. And then he pretends to put it in his mouth and, mmm, worth it. And I just imagine this, like, huge animal just, like, being... It's shrieking up because it's been smoked for 47 years. This is a 25-year smoked elk that is now... Now the size of an animal cracker. 2,000-pound elk smoked for 25 years is now the size of an animal cracker. Just for some context. Oh, my gosh. I say some weird shit, guys. Oh, I, I'm sorry. So, that was so funny to me, though. I know. Oh, my gosh. I got you good on that one. Yeah, and I just really want Holly Lou to do a spoof episode <laughs> of, of Chef's like Table. Digging up worms and broken. Oh, my like, gosh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worm guy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That John really Giorgio me. has 13 Michelin stars. <clears throat> I really tickled my funny bone. Yeah. Um, so we've also been doing to end our little podcast episodes, um, what's your latest obsession, but I thought we'd put a little twist in it this week. And what's your, maybe not latest, but what's your latest obsession, but pet peeve? Hmm. <laughs> what is my biggest pet peeve? Uh, whew, that's a tough one. You know what mine is? People chewing. Yes. Alex has misophonia. Yes. So look it up. I will look it up right now you because I was at a coffee shop with my friend Jessica who runs the blog Eat, Train, and Love. Hey, shout out to Eat, Train, Love. Yo. And Asa, this girl, Asa, this woman next to us, mind you, huge coffee shop, empty. She sits down right next to us. Um, and she starts eating the sandwich and she's smacking her food and chewing so, so loudly so I text Jessica. We're both on our computers, and I text her, and I said, "This woman is smacking her food, and I'm about to slap her." It's sound. The sound of someone chewing drives me fucking nuts. Um, and I sent her what WebMD classifies misophonia as, and she Which started is. cracking up. And I'm like, "Dude, it's not a joke. It really happens." Do nails on a chalkboard make you cringe? Imagine if a sound could make you panic or fly into a rage. This is the case with misophonia, a strong dislike or hatred of specific sounds. And then it says, if you have a mild reaction, you might feel anxious, uncomfortable, the urge to flee or disgust. That ain't me. The urge to flee. I do have the urge to flee, but it's worse. If your response is more severe, the sound in, excuse me, if your response is more severe, the sound in question might cause, this is me rage anger hatred panic fear emotional distress the desire to kill or stop whatever is making the noise skin crawling suicidal thoughts this disease can put a cramp in your social life and you might avoid restaurants or eating separately from your spouse family member or roommates or worse you could act on the feeling and you might attack the person who's making sound physically or verbally cry or run away from the situation i think i've experienced all of those things Hearing someone chew makes me want to find the nearest baby and punch that baby. Hey, now. <laughs> and I love children. And I can vouch for that. She gets mad, mad. <laughs> and it's not, and it's, sometimes I try and control it, and then 
literally my body coat is comes into shivers and i like blah, i yeah, can't get super mad. I physically cannot handle it yeah. as much as i try and there are definitely people and i'm not going to name any names but there are definitely people if i know they're chewing i have to walk away <laughs> i have to remove myself from the situation yes you do so that is my it's your pet peeve, pet peeve. Okay. it sounds like a medical but I, condition <laughs> i can't help it i really can't and i try really hard <clears throat> go ahead um my pet peeve oh man um i guess p uh i guess my pet peeve would be i mean recently just people with like little like very little body and situational awareness um hmm. for Please example explain. someone like someone that walks to the bottom of a subway platform and just stops someone <gasps> that comes up out of a subway platform and just immediately stops and, like in than, the middle like, of the walkway over to the side yeah um um yeah i think um like the ability to like read a room or <laughs> someone that just uh or like like situational awareness i think is like it, it just yeah. really this week has been like testing my patience with people that just like can't necessarily read a room i'm guilty of being not especially aware everyone's are. guilty of it. i just i think because i care too much about <laughs> what other people think that you know yeah uh i try to be aware of all things at all time and you know sometimes i fall short but like yeah that yeah pet peeve is situational awareness physical situational awareness yeah yeah um yeah. cool well guys that just about does it for this episode that of husband and it. wife talk uh yes. thank you so much for joining us my name is Corey. you can find me on instagram at uh, Corey Lauren, that's C-O-R-E-Y E-Y. underscore L-O-R-E-N. You can find my production company, Hallelu Productions, at Hallelu Productions, H-A-L-L-E-L-O-O Productions. Hall-E-Lu. Right. And where can we find you, wife? My name is Wife. And <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Wife. No, you can find me on Instagram at Dancing Ginger Alex, or you can head over to my blog, Oh my god, Corey. <laughs> He's playing with his food. Um <laughs> Did you just look directly at <laughs> Oh my god, our cat chew just jumped up onto the table. <laughs> check his butt. Check his butt sometimes to make sure he's healthy. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. Gotta make sure he has a healthy oh, butthole. You're such a kind father. Um you can go to my blog at dancingginger.com. Please subscribe, rate, and review, share. If you subscribe to our podcast, take a screenshot of it and send it to info at dancingginger.com for a chance to win a free 30-minute consultation with me, health and wellness consultation. If you subscribe, rate, and review screenshot that send it to me as well and the uh, review and the rate will give you an extra chance to win awesome awesome all right guys that just about does it for today have a great day you too happy hump day happy hump day bye Bye. i'm stealing conversation it's about to go down i'm feeling your vibrations all the way across town i'm et you can phone me girl you know me only wanna hear a different tone Somewhere quiet, we can